Welcome to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of September 4, 2019. Soundprints is packed this week with information and fun. On page 2 are two articles about Legos, that great toy that brings hours of fun and learning to kids and adults alike. Read about Lego Braille Bricks that will help kids learn to read, scheduled to become available in 2020. Then read about the new Braille and audio instructions, available right now on a special website for four standard Lego kits. I've already purchased and received two of the kits from Amazon, and on page three, I demo one of them using the Braille instructions from the website, along with Ira to help me sort the bricks. I have also included additional information about the other kits that offer Braille and audio instructions. Maybe you'll want to buy the kits for yourself and join in the fun. Page 4 includes three short articles. The first is on increased accessibility of Google Docs, followed by information on the broadcast of emergency information on television for people who are blind and visually impaired or people who are deaf and hard of hearing. The last article is entitled, Disability Rights Are Civil Rights. And on page 5 is the Soundprints calendar. Page 2. The following articles deal with Lego bricks and Lego instructions and have been posted on ACB Leadership since April of 2019. The first article is, Lego Releases Braille Bricks to Teach Blind and Visually Impaired Children. This was from CNN.com and was posted on April 24, 2019. Lego has unveiled a new project aimed at helping blind and visually impaired children learn Braille in a playful and engaging way. Lego Braille Bricks, a concept originally proposed to the toy company by two charities, will allow children to learn the touch writing system through play. The bricks, which will launch fully in 2020, feature the studs used for characters in the Braille alphabet, as well as printed characters allowing sighted people to read the bricks. They will be fully compatible with existing Lego bricks, the company said in a press release. The Danish Association of the Blind suggested the concept to the Lego Foundation in 2011, while the Dorina Noel Foundation for the Blind, based in Brazil, proposed the bricks in 2017. A spokesperson for Lego told CNN that the company had gone on to develop prototypes with both organizations, as well as the British charities Leonard Cheshire and Royal National Institute of Blind People, and the Norwegian Association of the Blind and Partially Sighted. The final set will comprise approximately 250 bricks, covering the complete Braille alphabet, numbers from 0 to 9, math symbols, as well as inspiration for teaching and interactive games. Braille bricks are currently undergoing testing in schools in Portuguese, Danish, English, and Norwegian, while Spanish, French, and German versions will be tested later this year. They will ultimately be distributed free of charge to institutions through the partner organizations. Philippe Chazal, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-E, 
C-H-A-Z-A-L, treasurer of the European Blind Union, said in a statement, quote, With thousands of audiobooks and computer programs now available, fewer kids are learning to read Braille. This is particularly critical when we know that Braille users often are more independent, have a higher level of education, and better employment opportunities, Shazal continued. We strongly believe Lego Braille Bricks can help boost the level of interest in learning Braille. So we're thrilled that the Lego Foundation is making it possible to further this concept and bring it to children around the world. End of quote. Only 10% of visually impaired children in the United States are now learning to read Braille, a 2009 study from the National Federation of the Blind found. According to the Royal National Institute of Blind People, RNIB, 1,077 children in England were learning Braille in 2017, out of an estimated 21,900 visually impaired children in the country, just under 5%. However, the real figure is likely to be higher, an RNIB spokesperson explained, as there is no official register for Braille learners. David Clark Director of Services at the RNIB said in a statement that the BRICS would improve education for children with visual impairment and encourage inclusion. Thanks to this innovation, children with vision impairments will be able to learn Braille and interact with their friends and classmates in a fun way, using play to encourage creativity while learning to read and write, Clark added. Morton Bond the senior art director for the Lego Group, who is losing his sight to a genetic eye disorder, said in a statement, quote, Experiencing reactions from both students and teachers to Lego Braille Bricks has been hugely inspirational and reminded me that the only limitations I will meet in life are those I create in my mind. I am moved to see the impact this product has on developing blind and visually impaired children's academic confidence and curiosity already in its infant days, Bond said. Our next article was posted on August 29 and is entitled, Lego is finally introducing audio and braille building instructions for the blind and visually impaired. And this link is from Gizmodo, G-I-Z-M-O-D-O dot com. Lego remains one of the most popular and valuable toy lines, but the company's sets are also some of the least accessible to those dealing with visual impairments. To remedy this, the Danish toy maker has announced a pilot program to update its building instructions with verbal descriptions so each step is compatible with Braille and screen readers. And it's using AI, artificial intelligence, to automate the time-consuming process. Earlier this year, Lego leveraged the popularity and iconic design of its stud-topped building pieces to help teach kids Braille. But this new initiative has nothing to do with learning. Lego isn't completely inaccessible to the visually impaired. They can still stack blocks and build whatever they can imagine. But the popularity of the building toy, at least in the past few decades, has been as a result of the company's licensed sets, everything from Harry Potter to Marvel to Star Wars. And it's those 
sets that have been inaccessible to children and even adult collectors unless they have someone else diligently describing and guiding them through each step of the highly visual build instructions. A few years ago, a story about Matthew Schifrin, S-H-I-F-R-I-N, a blind Lego enthusiast, made the rounds on the Internet. On his 13th birthday, a friend, Lilia Finkel, L-I-L-Y-A-F-I-N-K-E-L, gifted him not only a massive 841-piece Lego set, but an equally giant binder, stuffed with hundreds of pages that translated the set's building instructions into a special notation she had developed that verbally described how all the pieces assembled without the use of any images. Schifrin shared these with the world, and Finkel eventually created blind accessible instructions for over 20 Lego sets, but it was an extremely time-consuming process, and unfortunately, when she passed away in 2017, she had barely scratched the surface of Lego's massive collections of sets. Through a friend at MIT, Schifrin eventually made contact with a Lego group, who not only found an innovative way to continue Finkel's translation work, but to also completely automate it. Working with the Austrian Research Institute for Artificial Intelligence, a new AI was developed that could translate the 3D models and instructions for assembling a LEGO model known as LXFML or LEGO Exchange Format MEL Script into step-by-step text-based descriptions that can be displayed on a braille reader or read aloud by a screen reader as voice instructions. The artificial intelligence is still being perfected, but LEGO hopes that it will eventually not only be able to convert the instructions from the company's vast past library of sets, but also for every new set as soon as it's released in any language required with minimal additional effort or human input. For now, on a new accessible website, www.legoaudioinstructions.com L-E-G-O-A-U-D-I-O-I-N-S-T-R-U-C-T-I-O-N-S.com Lego has released inclusive instruction manuals in English for four sets that include Lego Classic Bricks and Ideas, Lego Friends Emma's Art Shop, Lego City Sky Police Drone Chase, and the Lego Movie 2, Emmett and Benny's Build and Fix Workshop. It's a solid first step, and based on feedback on these first four, the company intends to launch more of them in early 2020, and it will hopefully also consider updating the packaging it uses. In addition to the special instructions she had devised, Finkel also sorted and rebagged the pieces in the set she gifted Schifrin many years ago so that it was easier to find them as he worked through each step. The initiative isn't just about Lego expanding its market or being able to sell sets to even more kids or even a chance for the company to generate some positive PR. Lego sets can also be an excellent learning tool for the blind and visually impaired. 
The models can serve as accessible miniature substitutes for real-world things like famous buildings and landmarks or vehicles. Exploring and understanding the design of something as unique as the Sydney Opera House for someone who's visually impaired can only be done through a replica or model. And the flexibility of Lego means that one week they can study the Opera House's architecture and the next week it can be rebuilt into the London Tower Bridge. Page 3. I've always thought I would enjoy building with Legos, whether it be making buildings, vehicles, castles, whatever. But my imagination was never good enough to produce anything that was really useful, and I couldn't see the pictures or follow the instructions to make my buildings really exciting. When I was homeschooling my grandson, Justin, he was very much involved in building huge models with Legos. We had the Eiffel Tower in our back room. We had a truck that had a, uh, had a cherry picker on it that went up about two feet. All kinds of things. We had a Ferris wheel on our dining room table that actually ran. But I only enjoyed them through him, not actually building them myself. When the announcement came out last week about the Braille instructions for Legos, I was very excited and the first thing I did was to purchase two sets from Amazon. I'm going to demonstrate for you uh, building a simple creation with one of those sets and also I'm going to uh, tell you how the instructions work. Now keep in mind all of these sets are pretty simple. This set is actually one of the very first that a little child would use, but you know, when you're learning to do something, the best place to begin is at the beginning, and the very beginning with Legos is with a very simple set. The, the box that we're going to use today is called Classic Bricks and Ideas. The number on the kit is 11001, and I purchased it from Amazon for $9.68. I think I'll get $9.68 full of fun out of this activity. The description is, this box is an introductory level set that has 123 pieces and comes with special first-time building instructions for four small builds. Includes Lego bricks, eyes, wheels, and hinges for creating simple models. Create a dinosaur, piano, house, train, or whatever you can imagine. Now this has audio instructions as well as a file for reading on a braille display available at legoaudioinstructions.com. On that page there is also a link to a how-to page that gives you special directions for using the audio instructions or braille instructions with your iPhone, your screen reader on a computer, etc. So you can explore that for your particular types of devices that you have. I'm going to be using the Braille instructions and reading them from my iPhone on my Apex. So I've scrolled down on the page to find where it says Lego Audio and Braille Building Instructions for the Lego Classic Bricks and Ideas. Take your first steps into the world of building with Lego bricks with a simple but fun selection of small builds. Then it tells you to open the box, of course. Since this is tricky for everyone, ask someone to help you. The box contains a booklet with visual building instructions, a loose base plate, 
and one small as well as one large plastic bag. Carefully open the two plastic bags. They contain the bricks for the small house, the keyboard, the steam locomotive, the T-Rex, and additional bricks for your own building ideas. Before you start building, it tells you to ask a sighted person to help you sort the pieces by color. Now, I'm going to use Ira for that purpose because I don't have a person here who can help me sort the bricks. We'll continue with the instructions first. First, we will build the house. It stands on green grass, the walls are yellow, and the roof is orange. On top, there is a golden chimney. Some flowers grow in the front yard, and there even is a small transparent window. The house consists of 18 pieces. The level is easy, however, you might need some help assembling the window. Collect the following two pieces, and each of the instructions, no matter how simple or how difficult, tells you which pieces to uh, collect before you do the step. So, for this one, we're going to collect the following two pieces. One dark green plate and one bright yellow brick. Now, in my box, I have the two bags, the one large bag, the small bag of... Um, of bricks and I have the plate. Uh, if you have played with Legos before um, you will understand that um, there are little bumps on top of the Legos. These are called knobs and the pieces are measured by how many knobs across and how many knobs up and down are on each piece. In this case the plate, the base plate, is a flat piece that has 10 across and 4 down. So, we'll put the plate on the table, and now we're going to look for the other pieces in this set. We need to find the um, yellow pieces for the house. So, I'm going to open the bag, and then I'm going to call Ira and ask them to help me find my yellow bricks. Now, I've opened the bag, and there are a number of really cool pieces in here. There's some flat pieces, there's some pieces that are... Uh, sort of like a little ramp. Um, so I'm going to pick out pieces that could possibly be the sides of the house before I call them to look for the for the yellow house pieces. I'm just going to separate my pieces um, by those that are interesting shapes, which obviously could not be the side of a house, and those that could um, just be a rectangle for the house. Now I've also opened the second bag of pieces and inside of that I've found little round pieces, pieces that can be parts of wheels, um, just a variety of little small intricate pieces, uh, but also a few of the pieces that could be bricks for the house. So I'm getting all of those together and I'm going to put the others that are odd shapes over on the side of the table. When I, when I used to get a Lego set for my grandson, the first thing I enjoyed doing was going through and looking at all of the different, just various wonderful pieces that could be in there. Odd shapes, things that um, you just would hardly even be able to ima imagine with the variety of pieces. Okay, so now I have a lot of bricks that are off to one side, all kinds of shapes. And on the other side, I have some 
pieces that are just um, that are just rectangular shaped pieces. Mainly some that are one knob by two or one by threes and um, they didn't tell me which size I was looking for in the directions. They do have a, um, a survey that you can take after you've built each item and they want you to complete this survey to tell them how they can improve their sets and one way they could improve it would be to tell us right at this point what size piece we're looking for. We would certainly be able to um, to find those pieces more independently if we knew right away which size that piece was. For example, a one by two or a one by three. So um, we will now contact Ira and ask them if they can tell me about these pieces. I am also going to scroll down through here and see what other yellow pieces I need before I call them. Alright, good thing I went back and looked at my directions. I'm going to read this to you one more time. Uh, remember these directions are written for kids to follow, so you may think, oh that's repetitive or oh that's silly, but these are for little kids. This set is a very basic beginner set. Okay, a great example right off the bat. of One should always read very carefully and then read again. The plate that I took out of the box was, as you'll recall, a 4x10, not the one for this house. That's obviously for another project. So I have found the 4x4 in one of the bags and my 2x4 brick, which I've placed on now on my plate. Uh, I don't see another 2x4 brick, so I'm going to save my call to Ira here for something where I don't find the other pieces, or if I discover I've made another mistake. Next it says, find two bright yellow bricks that are one by twos. Put one brick, one by two, vertically on the rightmost column at the back. Uh, repeat symmetrically on the left. Alright, so I'm going to look for those. So I have several one by two bricks here, and this is where I'm going to call Ira to be sure they're all the right color. So we'll be placing the call. Hey Siri. Open Ira. Alright, and we're going to let them know that we're recording in case they don't want us to. Hi, um, I am, to let you know first, I'm doing a demonstration of some new Lego um, blocks that has some Braille. Yes, uh -huh, the braille ones, and so I'm calling you to help me sort some bricks, and if you don't mind, I just want you to look at it, And um, but I am recording this so that I can use it for my demo. Um, I have some bricks here on, is that alright with you? That is fine with me. Good, okay. I have some bricks here on the table, and can you tell me, I'm looking for the bright yellow ones. Okay, there's a bright yellow one where your fingers are right now. This one? Uh, oh, nope, that was a greenish yellow. Okay, there is a small bright yellow all the way up at the top of the pile. Go to your right just a little. It's a little two-piece one. This one? And, nope, not that one. Nope. Good thing we look. Uh, right there. This one? That one up there. Okay, yes, that that's yellow. Do we see one? some more yellows? That was it. That's the only yellow? All that is right. the only one. Let's see. We've got, and this one is a green. That Let's, is two together. That's a two different greens there, a dark green and a limey yellow green. Okay, let me take this off. 
Okay, now, how about this? That's the light yellow green. Okay. All right. Oh, that didn't turn it. All right, now let's try over here, see if we see some more. There is another lime green. Um, it's a different shape. It's at the bottom. If you, it's at the bottom of the pile, so if you go closer to you. We're going to take these out of the bag. How about okay, this one? That's yellow. This is a yellow? That's a yellow. Okay, so we'll put that here. Okay, and let's get some more. We'll, we'll check some more. All right, let's try. We'll just get these all out, and you can see them quicker than I can sort them. <laughs> I just told I just told my husband that uh, sorting a huge bunch of Legos would certainly be quicker if you could see it than if you're having to look at each, touch each one. All right, okay. now did we see yellows in there? There's more yellow. There's quite a few yellow. Yes. All right, we're looking for the yellow that would be. This, um, That's another small two one. Yeah. That's a yellow. This one? Correct. Okay. All right. How about, do you see any more? Um, yes, there's one all the way to the right. Okay. Right there is a yellow. This one? Two pink yellow. Okay. Any more? And then over to the left, there's two more. Good. Um, a little bit more to the right than where your hand is now. Mm -hmm. A little bit more right, about two inches. Okay, it's stop. It's right in front of that one, so closer to you. Ah. A little bit closer to you, and should be right in a little bit more to your left. We'll move that out of the way. Okay, if you angle the camera to the left, should be right there. Right there, your finger's on it. That one? That's the yellow one, yes. Good, all right. And then there was another one about two inches straight up from where that one was, right there. That one? Yes, ma'am. Good. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. I think that's what I need for now. Okay. You have a wonderful day. Carl. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We have all of our yellows to match now. And so we'll put those on our, the two yellows on our house. One on the left and one on the right. And then we'll go back to the instructions and see what we do next. Now that we've had Ira help us do some sorting, and I've had them help me do a little additional sorting as well, uh, we're going to proceed with putting the house together. Um, next, we'll need to assemble the window. Um, it tells the uh, person that this can be a little tricky, and they might need some help in order to get that accomplished. Uh, we'll need to find one reddish-brown window frame, which measures one by two by two, and put it flat on the table with the inner notch to the top and knobs to the back. Uh, we're going to find one transparent glass for the window frame and that glass will measure one by two by two. I think I have it here. And we'll snap the window glass into the inner notch of the window frame. The window glass has two small bumps that fit exactly into the small notches on the inside of the window frame. The instructions now tell me that the window is finished and I can mount it horizontally into the middle of the second row from the back on my house. Okay. All right. 
Now, my next step is to find two more bright yellow bricks. Well, I have those. Um, these are also one by twos, and I have those from when I talked to Ira. And I can put one vertically to the right of the window and repeat on the left side. Now, I need to find one bright yellow plate, 2 by 4 and I will check with Ira for that and place it horizontally on the two back rows. My next step is to collect three pieces. One is a bright yellow brick 2 by 2 this time, which will be a square brick, of course, and two bright orange roof tiles, 2 by 2 Now, the roof pieces in Legos are really neat because they have a little slanted side to them, just like a roof on a real house. Put the 2x2 uh, two two brick uh, on top in the middle of the back two rows. And then we're going to put uh, one of the uh, roof pieces, the orange pieces, on the right, uh, overhanging, and uh, we'll slide it to the right. And then we're going to repeat symmetrically on the left side. So we're going to have a square piece in the middle and two roof pieces, one on either side. Okay, and now we're going to add two more roof pieces for the rest of the house. And then we'll need one warm gold small nose cone, one by one. Um, this is going to be put on the back knob on the left, and this makes the chimney of the house. There's one dark green small nose cone, one by one, and uh, it goes on the rightmost knob on the front row of the 4x4 plate. Um, and then there will be two bright purple flowers to be added. Um, put one on top and the other one uh, to the left of uh, on the 4x4 plate. These are the little flowers in front of the house, and the house is finished. I would like to give you just a brief look at some of the other things that are in the box. You have white plates that are two by two with one knob and uh, white plates that are one by two. And you use those in constructing the areas for the white and black uh, keys on the keyboard. There are also pieces and instructions for making the dinosaur. Uh, when you make the T-Rex, even his head will turn. It says, we usually pack up some extra pieces in case some get lost or you want to create your own design. I have also purchased the Lego Friends Emma's Art Studio, which is the second set that was listed. Um, it is an intermediate building experience with 235 pieces. It includes two mini doll figures, Emma and Andrea, plus a Chico the Cat figure. Features an art shop downstairs with art pieces and creative supplies to buy, an upstairs studio with a mini easel stand, paint pots, and turning sculptor's wheel, and a roof terrace cafe with a table and umbrella. And the set number for 
uh, Emma's friends is 41365. Also, as a final note, Matthew Schifrin, the FIA scholarship winner for this year, who helped to develop these items, is acknowledged on every page on the directions. So we are very proud of Matthew and for all of his help in creating these sets. It's too bad that we don't have more time in order to actually explore a couple of the other possibilities with this set, but I think you get the idea. This is the types of things that just come in this one little set that costs less than $10. Lots and lots of fun, and especially if you like puzzles and figuring things out, I think that you'll really enjoy the Lego sets. Page 4. The following article was posted on August 27, 2019 on ACB Leadership and originated from gizmodo.com. It is entitled, Google will now let visually impaired users experience live edits in Google Docs. There are a lot of improvements to be made on the web to make it more accessible and a lot of that is contingent on thorny legal issues. So it's nice to see tech companies take the initiative to inject accessibility improvements directly into their own products, especially basic but frequently used features like editing in Google Docs. On Tuesday, Google announced that it was making it easier for visually impaired individuals to use live edits, real-time changes made by collaborators in a Google Doc. Live updates on a sidebar of the document will now work with assistive technologies, such as screen readers and braille displays, according to a G Suite blog post. Users can access this live edits update by going to Tools under Accessibility Settings, turning on Screen Reader Support, and checking Show Live Edits in the same menu. A gradual rollout started on Tuesday, with a full rollout beginning on September 10. These types of features have been around for years, so it is certainly a welcome but belated move for Google to offer an entire community the ability to more efficiently use its products. But it's evident tech companies, not just Google, are ramping up their accessibility efforts, ensuring that even something as humble as the collaborative Google Doc edit isn't excluding millions of users. And this article was posted on Friday, August 30 by Clark Rackful from the ACB National Office. His message is entitled, FCC Issues Reminder to Make Televised Emergency Information Accessible to Viewers with Disabilities. On August 30, 2019, the FCC's Consumer and Governmental Affairs Bureau released a public notice to remind video programming distributors, including broadcasters, cable operators, and satellite television services that deliver video programming directly to the home, of their obligation to make televised emergency information accessible to persons who are blind, visually impaired, deaf, or hard of hearing. 
This public notice also provides information for consumers about where they can find more information about access to televised emergency information, including an American Sign Language video at www.fcc.gov slash TV Emergency Access ASL and how to file complaints when televised emergency information is not accessible. Links to the public notice are https colon slash slash www.fcc.gov slash document slash emergency dash information dash tv dash accessibility dash requirements. In Word, the link is https colon slash slash docs docs dot fcc dot gov slash public slash attachments slash da dash one nine dash eight five five a one dot docx in pdf it's https colon slash slash docs docs dot fcc dot gov slash public slash attachments slash da dash one nine dash eight five five a one dot pdf in text https colon slash slash docs dot fcc dot gov slash public slash attachments slash da dash one nine dash eight five five a one dot txt for more information about accessible televised emergency information, visit https colon slash slash www.fcc.gov slash general slash access dash emergency dash information dash television. For specific questions, please contact Deborah Patkin, P-A-T-K-I-N, Attorney Advisor, Disability Rights Office, Consumer and Governmental Affairs Bureau at 202-870-5226 or Debra, D-E-B-R-A dot Patkin, P-A-T-K-I-N at F-C-C dot G-O-V. And this article from Leadership on August 28 is entitled Disability Rights Are Civil Rights. This is posted from Independent Sector I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T-S-E-C-T-O-R dot O-R-G. As a home for nonprofits, foundations, and corporate allies engaged in every kind of charitable endeavor, Independent Sector is proud to have a long history of working on public policy issues that impact nonprofits across the board. We are also fortunate that our efforts often entail working directly with many of our own members, that are engaged in the public policy arena. One such member, the American Council of the Blind, ACB, strives to increase the security, independence, equal opportunity, and quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. To learn about this aspect of their work, we spoke with Clark Rackful, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. Independent Sector What are your organization's goals in the public policy arena? Clark, in the 116th Congress, 
Our legislative imperatives are improving the affordability and accessibility of low vision devices and durable medical equipment for the blindness community and enhancing personal independence and economic opportunity through equal access to all forms of transportation. Independent sector. How do you engage your constituents and partners in these advocacy efforts? Clark. We engage our nationwide membership and 70 state and special interest affiliates through as many medium and platforms as possible. This includes accessible print publications, email newsletters, radio programming, podcasts, conference calls, and social media posts and live videos. Question. Why is it important for them to advocate themselves? Clark. It is important for our members to remain engaged on our public policy priorities so that their members of Congress hear real-world anecdotes about how co-sponsoring and passing the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act, H.R. 4129, will directly impact the lives of their constituents. Question. Tell us one thing that policymakers are surprised to learn about you and the people you serve. Clark. Policymakers are surprised to learn that diabetes is the leading cause of blindness for working-aged Americans, and yet the durable medical equipment approved by the federal government to manage and treat diabetes is not accessible and cannot be used independently by a blind person with diabetes. Question. What has been the most noteworthy area where you have seen progress lately? Clark. The most notable area of progress in recent years has been the acknowledgement by corporate America that disability rights are civil rights. Many companies understand the value of including people with disabilities in their workforce and as consumers of their products and services. For these reasons, many companies are developing universal policies, placing disabled employees in the best position to succeed, and engineering websites that are equally accessible to all consumers. For example, at the 2019 ACB National Convention, Walmart announced that accessible prescription labels are now available at all of their pharmacy locations upon request to better serve customers who are blind or print disabled. Learn more about ACB's advocacy efforts at acb.org. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Page 5. Sound Prince Calendar. On September 4, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its annual business and quarterly membership meeting. From noon to 2.30 p.m., potential bylaws changes will be discussed and elections will be held. The Bluegrass Council will provide pizza and salad for lunch. If you prefer something else, please feel free to bring a sack lunch. It will be held at the BCB office at 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. For more information and to RSVP, call 859-259-1834.
Also on September 4, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a conference call meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a low vision support group, and individuals throughout the state who are experiencing low vision are encouraged to ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. The number is 669-900-6833, and the access code is 3572-595-193. On September 5, KCB Scholarship Committee will hold a meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. The number is 669-900-6833, and the code is 3572-595-193. On September 5, the American Council of Blind Lions will hold its monthly conference call meeting for blind lions throughout the United States. This is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. At 9 Eastern, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On September 6, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its quarterly fall meeting. Roundabout activities at 3.30, sign-in and bargain table at 4.30, program 5.15, dinner, including spaghetti, salad, and butterscotch brownies for dessert, 6 p.m., business meeting 7 to 8.30, at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For information, call 502-895-4598, and please let us know that you'll be coming to dinner and who will be coming with you. On September 8, KCB Next Generation will hold its chapter meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. Call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On September 8, ACB Families will have its monthly meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Participate from anywhere in the country by dialing 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On September 9, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold a program committee call at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom line at 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. On September 10, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will have a picnic from noon to 2.30 p.m. Central Time. This will be at the Legion Park East Shelter in Owensboro. There is no charge, but donations are accepted. Call 270-686-8689 by noon on September 7 to make reservations. On September 10, the Savvy Board will hold a meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On September 11, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have a telephone meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155619. For more information about NKCB, call 859-781-7369. On September 11, the KCB PR and Membership Committee 
We'll have a meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On September 12, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next in-person support group from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. It will be held at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. This is a great experience for people who are experiencing low vision and who have had vision loss for a short time or for several years. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On September 13, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, bargain table 7 p.m., Bingo, $2 a person, 7.30 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, for more information, call 502-895-4598. On September 14, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a board meeting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 2944-44. On September 16, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its board meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On September 18, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a telephone low vision support group call at 8 p.m. Eastern, open to anyone with low vision to come and ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On September 20, GLCB will hold a roundabout with education and technology, 3.30-5, discussion 5-6, dinner 6-7, games and crafts from 7 until 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On September 22, ACB families will have a support group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern. The phone number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. On September 23, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana will hold a membership call 7 p.m. Eastern Time, call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On September 23, Savvy will hold a budget committee meeting at 8 p.m. Central. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On September 24, the ACB Next Generation Nationwide Organizational Development Committee will hold its conference call at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. ACB members and individuals under the age of 40 are invited to join this nationwide conference call to explore the possibility of organizing a national special interest affiliate within ACB. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. 
For more information on ACB Next Generation, call Amanda Selm at 502-750-1774. On September 25, the Bluegrass Council will have a peer support group meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834 for more information. On September 26, Savvy will have a booth at the Senior Day Out in Owensboro from 8 a.m. until noon. Stop by their booth for information about visual impairment and to learn about Savvy. It's at the Town Square Mall in Owensboro. On September 26, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. in Louisville at the United Crescent Hill Ministries. This is a great activity for those who have begun experiencing vision loss or who have had vision loss for several years. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On September 27 is another GLCB roundabout, Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Tip Sheet 5 to 5.30, Page Turners and Tri-State Library Users Meeting 5.30 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, KCB Next Generation Activity, as well as other games and crafts from 7 until 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On September 28, train your puppy the guide dog way from 1 to 3 p.m. Dog guides partner with people who are blind, giving them the freedom to set their own schedules and to move confidently anywhere they choose to travel. They are also devoted and loving companions. Learn all you ever wanted to know about the amazing dogs from our panel of experts, what they do for their human partners, how they are trained, and what happens when the harness comes off. The event is free, but registration is required. Best for adults and children six and up. At the American Printing House Museum in Louisville. For more information and to sign up, Call 502-899-2213. On September 28, ACB Next Generation will hold a Saturday night live hangout. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a great opportunity for ACB members and others who are under the age of 40 nationwide to meet others and discuss a designated topic. For more information, contact Amanda Selm at 502 502- Seven five zero one seven seven four, or join the live hangout at six six nine nine zero zero six eight three three and enter code three five seven two five nine five one nine three. Important dates that are coming up include November fifteen and sixteen, the Kentucky Council of the Blind State Conference and Convention. It will be held at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville and will include workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends. More details coming very soon. Out-of-town guests and others are invited to stay at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. KCB will provide Uber or Lyft transportation between the Ramada and United Crescent Hill Ministries upon request. Room rates at the Ramada are $79 plus tax per night for up to four people in a room. 
You can make reservations by calling 502-897-5101 and be sure to tell them that you are with the Kentucky Council of the Blind in order to receive our discounted rate. On December 7, the Christmas with the Council Party will be held from 4.30 until 9 p.m. at United Christen Hill Ministries in Louisville. And on Sunday, December 8, the ACB Radio Holiday Auction will begin at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and will be heard on all ACB Radio channels. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.